to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block on a Friday for you as we uh, keep our show rolling here with some NBA talk. Uh, of course, we have uh, former NBA player Eric Strickland with us uh, wearing his Dallas Mavericks shirt. Uh, you, are you pretty nervous? Are the Mavericks the team you're going for in the playoffs? You know, I always support the teams that I played for. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Any of those teams then. Yeah, Mavericks. Celtics are in there. Who else is in the playoffs that you've uh, that you've played for? I have to double check, uh, run through the list. Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee's in there. Yeah. Milwaukee's in the mix, so it'll definitely uh, be supportive of that. I think Milwaukee looks good. I think they have a chance to make a run at it. Uh, long haul uh, there. It's more of a gauntlet. It seems like to me over there in the East. To be honest, um, yeah. but. Uh, a lot of the stuff banking with the Mavericks is going to depend on Doncic. They, they, I just don't think they can do it without him. Uh, His, his, uh, his rate of handling the ball is just way high and, and assists to all of that. His numbers just are just something you just can't replace, you know? So I just don't see it on that level. Let me see. I don't think anybody else is in New York. Oh, Memphis is in it. I really like Memphis. I really like Memphis. I mean, obviously, it wasn't Memphis when I played. It was Vancouver, but yeah. it was still I was still part Memphis. of that team. I actually like them as my dark horse. Memphis would be a, a dark horse team for me that I'm I'm thinking, you know, with the way that they played without John Morant, with the way that they were able to still get it done and to beat the teams of caliber to include the Phoenix Suns without him, and the way that they did it. Listen, they you know they may have early jitters. I think how they play in their first round. If they can get past their first round, I think they'll gain a lot of confidence. They're just playing with a team with a lot of swagger right now. and So I really like them. Boston, obviously. I think Boston's pretty tough. I think they're really tough. Unfortunately, they probably drew the worst, I think, matchup. Uh, could wear them down if it goes into a long series. Those aren't the things you want in a, in a, in a, in a series. You don't want them long, bruising, beat down, grind out type series so early. You want to be able to manage your first rounds, get through it, maybe get you some rest and and be able to look to the second round and then the conference finals is to be able to put the pressure. So Boston, I, I think, yeah. So I think that's it. No Indiana. Uh, yeah. No yeah. New York. Yeah. I think those are the ones that, that, that are, I'm, I'm, and I'm rooting for them all. When they, And so what happens is, is when they play each other, I end up rooting for the team that I had the best experience at. <laughs> well, that makes sense too. Yeah. And Memphis isn't one of them. Memphis isn't that <laughs> tough <laughs> list as we've bad, heard. Bad experience with Vancouver. Yeah, no. is, he, is your best uh, experience uh, coming down to probably, you know, Dallas in your year in Boston? Yeah. 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 That's what I figured. So uh, one, in a, one, one A and one B, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be that'll be difficult if they match up, but luckily that's probably not going to happen. But who knows? We'll see. The NBA playoffs is going to be exciting. Uh, the USA Today put out a list of nine players that are going to be feeling the pressure uh, in the playoffs, and they didn't necessarily include the play-in uh, games still to come up tonight. So before we get to that list, I wanted to ask you. Um, obviously, Atlanta and Cleveland that should be a good game tonight. Um, do you feel like there's inherently any pressure in that for either of those teams? Atlanta coming into 
Uh, tonight's game, obviously, last year went to the Western Conference Finals. Cleveland, a very young team. Uh, playoff appearance would certainly jumpstart them, um, but I have to feel like the more pressure is on Atlanta to, to win this game tonight. Yeah, I think the pressure is more on Atlanta and Trey Young and and because then they're just going to have to figure out what is it that they have to do. They definitely, I don't think, had enough to get them there to the conference finals. They just made a nice little run. Uh, then they'll just have to figure out what, what direction they'll need to go in order to increase because whenever you go, the deeper you go into the playoffs or even when you make it to the playoffs, your ball numbers kind of fall in the middle and you know, the more in the middle you get, it's hit or miss on who you draft, right? It's not necessarily a hit more so. And then you miss up top two. I'm not saying that all top tiers, but yeah. your percentages go down as you get deeper into that draft part. So uh, then they'll have to make a decision as to what direction they need to go. Do they need to shore up their front court areas? You know, you know they're solid at the guard position. Do they need to add another, another piece? I, I just don't know if they have enough weapons to be able to uh, make a long haul, especially in that gauntlet in the East. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I think I see Atlanta being able to pull it off uh, to get get through that. I, I still think Cleveland is still young and fresh. And, you know, playing game to them feels like a NCAA tournament game. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's that one one hitter quitter. But, um, you know, getting through that, but getting into a series, that thing changes so dramatically because the scouting the scouting reports are so detailed and the it, it comes down to coaching at that point it, it's players too but the adjustments that are made watching the way that they defended you watching the things that they tried to do to you offensively and defensively looking at the matchups what worked what didn't and then it really gets broken down in analytics as to you know do you make the adjustments what adjustments you need are you going to blitz the pick and roll are you going to you know show on the pick and roll are you just going to allow them to come off the pick and roll you know just there's all these different things in making those adjustments that a coach really has to be on top of uh and then the other play-in game you have new orleans and the los angeles clippers things getting even more interesting today as uh paul george tested positive for covid so he's going to miss the play-in game obviously they're already without Kawhi. Leonard um this is a, a shell of the team that you wanted if you're the Clippers going into this thing and there's also been whispers out there of maybe blowing it up or trying something new if they don't make a run this year and of course they went to the Western Conference Finals last year so I don't know if that's what needs to be done um kind of unfortunate for myself I'll be really cheering for the Clippers I'm gonna take a trip out to LA uh here at the end of next week and I was expecting I'll probably try to go to a Lakers or a Clippers playoff game well obviously things haven't worked yeah. out so well. the Lakers aren't in yeah. and the Clippers <laughs> might not be in if they lose tonight so I might not go to a playoff yeah. game at all um, but for what it's worth I went to uh, Fred Hoiberg playoff game in the past so I'd love to go to a Teron Lou playoff game kind of get those uh, Nebraska connections in um, so I'm, I'll definitely be cheering for the Clippers tonight but without Paul George um, even mentally how are they preparing to go in there with Teron Lou? You don't have your stars. Now, they didn't have Paul George for a lot of the season, so that's at least something that they can lean on. Reggie Jackson kind of stepped up to be the star there. Um, do you think that experience might help them in tonight's game? Um, I, I just I just think that without Paul George, I think they're, they're capable. And that's the thing I like about the team, so I don't think there's a blow-up situation for them because – uh, they have enough pieces that obviously got them there. You, you didn't have Kawhi the whole season, and a great majority of it you didn't have Paul George, and yet you still had a team that was able to step up and get it done. That's that's leadership, and that's veteran leadership. So I, I still see them being uh, able to compete. 
it's going to depend on just how tired they are, how, you know, how much energy they're going to have to expend uh, and who's going to step up. You're going to have to have another, uh, you know, mid-tier guy that's just going to have to step up and do something unusual that he doesn't normally do. That's how you do it. Uh, I don't think they have a guy that's able to go super nuts, you know, and have a 40 piece, a 45 piece. That's just unstoppable. I mean, Reggie's maybe the most capable but I, I still don't, you know, not having the what Paul George brings and and the command that he he has on the floor and the defense having to respond to what he when he has the ball and the way that he's been shooting it from the perimeter that's that's going to be heavily missed. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's uh, it adds intrigue to the game tonight. I, I think there was enough intrigue for a, you know one game scenario either way. Um, but uh, you know they they've got some plays. Norman Powell's pretty good. Uh, Marcus Morris always uh, is is a good guy to lean on. Terrence Mann. Um, so we'll see if they can get it done. But um, it's uh, it's certainly not at full strength. I think the idea to if they do blow up is is kind of whispers. Probably not necessarily expectation. Maybe kind of doing dealing with the contracts there. But I think that'd be completely silly. Uh, I know some people. People look at it as the Clippers maybe missing their window if they don't take advantage right now because the Warriors are dealing with injuries and the Lakers are out of it. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, they went to the Western Conference Finals last year and you just had so many injuries this year. I don't know what, what else would be expected. But uh, let's get to this list here from USA Today. They have the, the players with the most uh, pressure on them going into this postseason here, um, uh, facing the most pressure in the playoffs. And so we'll run through the names that they have and, and just kind of give our, our own thoughts about it. Uh, they do have Jason Tatum in here. You mentioned the, the, the Celtics young star might be a first team all NBA. We'll kind of see how that plays out, but uh, help the Celtics completely turn it around through the second half of the season to get the number two seed. Unfortunately, that landed them the seven seed nets. I don't know how much pressure there are, is on the Celtics to win the title. I mean, there's always uh, championship pressure in Beantown, but I think uh, a victory over the nets in the opening round playoffs. I mean, there's just such a rivalry there between, you know, the fact that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were originally Originally, Nets, you know, draft picks, part of that Paul Pierce KG trade to begin with. Um, so naturally, these teams just have a lot going in with them. That's even before diving into the Kyrie Irving thing. Uh, Jason Tatum, you see a lot of pressure on him this postseason. I mean, I guess that is that he's, he's kind of on the come up. He's 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 taking his game to that next level. So a lot of times you want to see them prove that in the playoffs if they get the regular season acc- accolades for it. I mean, to only be 24 and to find themselves already, the experience is there. They, you know, to find themselves already in two conference finals, uh, although coming up short. I mean, we understand what coming up short can do for a player and and the the drive and the inspiration it provides to them. Look at Michael Jordan. I'm not I'm not, I'm not comparing them to Michael Jordan, but I'm saying uh, the times that he came up short to Boston and the times that he came up short to Detroit, it led to a, a long legacy of 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 winning. Uh, at the top and the highest level. I think that Tatum is probably going to find himself with what he's done in the second half of the season in the top five of the MVP voting. So I think there's uh, some things to look to. They've got all the players, and I think that him and Jalen Brown are figuring it out how to play together and and also being one of the top defensive teams in the league. So those things all are going to bowl well, and they're going to need it against uh, Brooklyn. 
Uh, another player on their list is Jimmy Butler. Of course, Jimmy Butler did take the 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 Heat already to the finals in the bubble. There, they ended up losing to the Lakers. Um, had that little dust up with uh, Eric Spolstra uh, a couple weeks ago, um, along with Udonis Haslam. Uh, do you see a lot of pressure in in Jimmy Butler? I feel like you know, obviously as the number one seed, it's there. But um, I feel like that that run that he had in the bubble already. Um, takes away a lot of the questions about whether Jimmy Butler could be your number one on a team to take you to the finals. I didn't believe that going into the yeah. bubble and you know, he proved it. And now they have the number one seed. Yeah. I mean, that has been one of the, the, the biggest stories of, of perseverance of the year. Um, a team that had internal strife and a lot of issues that were going on internally. And yet they were still managing to go out and leave it on the bench or leave it in the locker room and go out and still get the job done. That's that's a tremendous feat for them. And and uh, we'll see. I, 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 I think they expanded. They got better all around in different areas of their team. It didn't leave it up to a Jimmy Butler situation. Uh, I found that when he was in the bubble, it was very much like what was happening in Chicago with DeRozan. That's what it felt like for me, for Jimmy. But I, I didn't feel that they would get it done. But I think they've got a little bit more now that they've added some pieces to them to to give them some diversity. Yeah, and, and Tyler Hero stepped up. I mean, he's, he's pretty much the sixth man of the year. Bam Adebayo still there. Um, Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry. I mean, these this is a this is a good group, a deep group, and I expect them uh, to be pretty tough. Luka Doncic. They also Doncic. They also have on the list here yet to win a playoff series, and he's going to be out at least the first game against Utah. Uh, do you see a lot of pressure on him? He's, he's young. He's 23 years old. Um, one of the top-selling jerseys, for what it's worth, in the NBA. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't know how much pressure there is just because he still seems to be a one-man band. Spencer Dinwiddie helps, but Spencer Dinwiddie probably shouldn't be your number two. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's pressure on Luka. I think, especially now with the injury, I think more so they're thinking about his long his long. Uh, the long play for him. And so, yeah, I don't think there is going to be as much pressure. I think it's pressure to the pressure is going to be on whether or not he gets out there and put the risk and is it worth the risk? And uh, I think that's where the pressure is going to come from. And how much pressure do you think does go back on the Mavs organization um, for any young star? You, you do want to get a, a few playoff wins in. Otherwise he's going to start looking around and wonder like, you know, I, I, it seems not to be that me, I'm the problem, but maybe the fact that we can't get another co-star with me. Um, I think that all the craziness and the stuff that's happening and how teams like LA are stuck. Some of the more destination cities right now, the East is, is revamped the possible breakup of what's going on there in Utah players that are kind of feeling some kind of way about the organization. I, I think Dallas is probably emerging as a, a place. If you're a second tier oh, guy that don't feel like you're ball dominant in any way, uh, need to be the ball dominant and you want to partner up with somebody, Luca would be somebody that if you don't have a super ego that you can partner with. And so I, it could emerge as a, as a destination city, especially with San Antonio down. No one really wants to go to Houston right now. The Suns are basically the uh, are handling business in the in the sun down there in Phoenix, and so no one wants to be in Cali right now. So yeah, I think it's starting to emerge. 
And uh, we are running through, again, the, the list of nine basketball players here, NBA players that have the most pressure in the playoffs, the list by USA Today. I think this guy is probably number one on my list, uh, is Chris Paul. CB3 is the first player, by the way, in NBA history with five-plus assist titles and five-plus steals titles, uh, as he did win the as, as assist per game now that the season wrapped up once again. Um, but uh, still... Chasing that first ring, you got the number one seed. Um, he's getting older in his career. I think the most pressure in the playoffs on CP3. Woo! It just seems like whenever CPT or Paul, uh, CP3 or Paul George are in 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 the big game, it just seems like uh, allegedly there's some <laughs> there's some poor shaving <laughs> stuff that ends up happening. It just falls apart. And so I don't want to speculate, but I I think he's probably getting to the point now where. He probably has a lot of pressure. Him and probably I would say James Harden with what he basically rendered trying to get out. Of, oh yeah, you know his situation with um, um, Brooklyn. You know, so yeah. yeah, I think between those two, that's one A, one B for me: James Harden and, and Chris Paul. Yeah, and we're running out of time, so I'll just run through some of the other names. I agree with you; James Harden would be right up there with me too. Um, and throw Joel Embiid in there as well. I mean, he's he's still complaining about the lack of attention and respect he gets around the league. Probably not going to win the MVP, uh, I believe. I, I think the, the Joker gets it once again. But, um, you know, I, I, I think the most of the pressure is on him to finally win yeah. there. You've got you got your co-star. But for Harden, it, it's, it's kind of falling down the map, right? It was like, can can he be the guy in, in Houston to lead you to victory? And then over the last couple of years with the Nets and now the 76ers, now you're asking, can he be the Robin to lead you to victory. Mm -hmm. And if he can't, you know, if he can't be Batman, can't be Robin, uh, and you're ball dominant, <laughs> you know, that's, that's right. troublesome. Uh, right. the other players uh, on the list that they had here, uh, was Joel Embiid, uh, Kyrie Irving, another one there. I don't necessarily see too much pressure on him. He's, he's got a ring, you know, it, it's, uh, the pressure is there on Brooklyn in totality. Um, but, uh, especially with his, Somewhat disinterest in his basketball legacy. I don't not sure if there, I see as much pressure. And you mentioned it there in Utah. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert they have on this list um, because there's whispers about a breakup if they don't make a deep run. So definitely uh, some pressure there. I don't think Giannis uh, guys that they list off this list. I don't think Giannis has a whole lot of pressure. Obviously, back to back championships would be huge, but he's so young, a lot of time left to, to build to his legacy. But what about KD? I think KD's got right up there. I know things haven't worked out well with Brooklyn so. Far far, but he's still got to get that title in my mind. Uh, I know he won some in there and he's, he just joined the best team in Golden State. He's got to earn one. You know, he's got to get one that, that he's the number one guy and, and he was for those Golden State teams, but they're already the best team before he got there. You've, you've got, so, you know, I, I think that that um, pressure is going to be on him until he gets one. Agreed. I think uh, that is definitely something that's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Not necessarily Kyrie, but definitely KD. You know, can he do it in a leadership role and not going somewhere to to fall in in a secondary role like he did in Golden State? I still think he was probably the best player on the team, but I still think that was you know um, that was Steph Curry's team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the way I feel about it, without a doubt. And I I, I wouldn't wouldn't think any other way there. We'd have, we'd have arguments if it wasn't. Uh, let's take a quick break here. It is time for your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a shootout. It's our game show. Uh, just a couple either-or questions before you get to the money ball. Strick's had a, had a start, a good start to the week. The last couple of games haven't been too good for him, so he's going to look to bounce back 
Uh, and you're look you're gonna look to spoil this weekend here. Give us a call 402-464-5685. First one to do so will get in line to play Shootout with Strick coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 